0: reform reforming the parent transforming the child welcome to the parent reform podcast our mission is to inspire encourage and equip you to raise your children for the glory of god i'm sure we've all heard the old adage two are better than one it's more than just a pithy old saying it's actually biblical wisdom Ecclesiastes 4, 9-12 tells us that two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and has not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, then they have heat. But how can one be warm alone? And if one prevail against him, two shall withstand him. And a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Here's a quick recap of some of the truths from just those four verses. Two are better than one because, one, when one falls, the other can help him up. Two, when they lie down together, they can share their heat and stay warm. Three, two can withstand an attacker better than one. And four, a multi-stranded rope is not easily broken. There's a lot of simple wisdom here that we can apply to marriage. But sadly, with so many marriages broken, it may be a bit difficult to embrace those truths on unity and strength in marriage. doesn't seem like two are better than one stronger than one. But in spite of what we see, two are better than one. In that passage, it says that if they fall. In reality, for marriage, I think we can say when they fall, not if. We can expect to stumble and fall in life. We all do at times. We grow weary, we get weak, we get discouraged, and we stumble. Sometimes we lose sight of the promises of God that have the power to keep us steadfast and keep us moving forward. And we falter Thankfully, in a marriage, we have another one there to help us up, to help bear the load for a time. In Galatians 6, 1-10, through 10, it speaks of bearing the burdens of others. This passage provides a slightly different take on strength in numbers from Ecclesiastes, and here it's in the context of rescuing others from sin. Chapter 6, verse 1-5 through 5 says, Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. And if anyone thinks he has something when he has nothing, he deceives himself. But let each one of us test his own work, and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not in his neighbor, for each of us will have to bear his own load. Here's a recap. 1. The spiritually strong are told to bear up the weaker ones who fall into sins. 2. Helpers must be careful helping others. They shouldn't drown while saving the drowning. Three, we're told to not be proud or to overestimate our strength. And we're told to test ourselves honestly. And four, it ends with an exhortation to keep oneself from sin. We're told to bear your own burdens. It's interesting. We should help others bear their load while we are responsible for bearing our own load. It looks to me like a call to contribute fully to the good of others and a call to contribute fully to the keeping of oneself. It reminds me of rowing a boat together. When you have two people rowing a boat, there's always one who is stronger or has slightly more endurance than the other. And yet they adapt to each other. Or if they don't, they'll drift off course or go in circles. And even though they differ in capabilities, strength, and endurance, each one contributes fully to the effort according to what he has to offer, what he has to give. The stronger compensates and accommodates the weaker, all with the same goal in mind. I think we can apply these four points To marriage from the passage there in Galatians. So looking back, the first one being that the spiritually strong are to bear up the weaker. In a marriage, we do that. There are times in a marriage where one spouse is weaker than the other. The stronger spouse must condescend and help the weaker one. And what I've noticed in our marriage is that seldom are we both down at the same time. God's been gracious that when one of us is discouraged or has stumbled or fallen, the other one is strong to help them up and vice versa. And that's a blessing. And I think that's something to pray toward, that God would keep one of you strong at all times so that you're there to help the other up if they falter. The second bullet, that helpers must be careful helping others so that they themselves don't fall. And I think in a marriage, sometimes we can fall while we're helping our spouse. When we're listening to our spouse, when we're hearing their discouragement, when we're seeing their weakness, when we see them down, sometimes we can catch that that we can sort of take on their perspective and we too ourselves can lose sight of the biblical promises that should keep us going strong. And that can happen. And so take heed to that, that when you're helping the other, that you're cautious to keep yourself strong so that you too don't fall. That third item, we're told to not be proud or to overestimate our strength and we must test and measure ourselves honestly. So in a marriage, don't boast in your own strength when your spouse is down, or if they're down more frequently than you are. God has a way of humbling the proud, and he can certainly reverse that uh, at his whim. And the last item for that exhortation to keep oneself from sin, and about bearing our own burdens, I think in a marriage that when you are bearing the other, you must remember to bear your own load. Don't take a break from bearing your own spiritual load while you're helping your spouse. It's sometimes tempting to take a break from our spiritual disciplines and safeguards when we're having to shore up a weaker spouse at a time when they're down or discouraged. So take heed to yourself that while you're helping your spouse, that you are maintaining your own spiritual disciplines and safeguards. And all these verses here in Galatians, overall, they speak to gentleness, kindness, and goodness to one another. And when we operate in that way, Even in our marriage, then we do what verse 2 says that we fulfill the law of Christ. And what is the law of Christ? It's love. By the way, this passage includes a verse that's special to me and Mary. We had this posted on our refrigerator for years. Verse 9 says, Let us not grow weary in doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. And this is one of those many instances in Scripture where the principle of sowing and reaping is brought to bear. So, it's there to both warn and encourage us to faithful obedience. So, let me summarize here. First, God gives us one another in the faith to first strengthen and the next to be strengthened. So, we should utilize that in our marriage. Two, we are accountable to help others when we have the strength. It is unrighteous to be in a position of strength with the ability to help someone and you don't offer it, especially in your marriage. Three, We're not to be overconfident in our own strength. God has a way of humbling the proud. And four, remember that we have weaknesses and we're accountable to receive help at times. And in a marriage, sometimes, particularly for the husbands, when we're down, our pride can prevent us from receiving help. So when you're weak, you be faithful and be willing to receive help from your spouse and from others. And last, we are to endure. God rewards faithful endurance and especially in our marriage and our parenting. So what's the full tie-in here for parenting? Well, as we often say, parenting flows from the heart of the parent through the marriage into the hearts of the children. And so when your marriage is operating under the law of Christ, which is love, then you are on sound footing for effectively parenting your children and pointing them to the cross of Christ. Marriage and parenting is a challenging undertaking. He has given us one another to share that load like the rowers in that boat, work together in cooperation and awareness of each other's strengths and limitations. And finally, we are indeed better together. Two are better than one. And I often thank God for the construction of marriage where he has put two to come together as one flesh. May God bless you as you seek to parent your children well for the glory of God. thank you for listening. We hope you found this podcast helpful as you seek to parent your children well for the glory of God. For more information about parent reform, please visit our website at parentreform.com. There you'll find more parenting resources. You can also sign up for our newsletter and Q&A emails.